world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Ay, 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 here we are. Uh, let's see, show 556, Sandy. Yeah. I got a head cold, Sandy's got a mental cold, so uh, <laughs> uh, people still get head colds, by the way. I tested negative for COVID, but positive for being a super-duper asshole. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I didn't know they had that test. Yes. So, everybody in New Jersey who's supported the ANJRPC and NRA... CNJFO, NJ2AS, and FPC. Take a little bow. We get some breathing room. Uh, on January 11th, down, thanks to an overwhelming outcry from law-abiding gun owners, Governor Murphy's much-touted anti-gun bill package fizzled as the 2021 legislative session ended. Your efforts made the difference, and the current outcome proves that no matter how overwhelming the odds, no matter how futile it may seem, the outcome of every legislative battle is never written in stone, and the collective effort of gun owners and sportsmen can make the difference. That being said, a new two-year legislative session is now beginning, and the anti-gun bill package will likely be resurrected all over again as the session unfolds. But in this upcoming session, new national standards could be set by the U.S. Supreme Court in the pending right-to-carry case. And that greatly, that greatly clarify the boundaries of what is permissible generally in laws restricting Second Amendment rights. That could affect the misguided proposals like Governor Murphy's, which fail to punish um, gun crime and instead restrict the rights of honest citizens who have nothing to do with crime. In the meantime, gun owners should enjoy a well-deserved short break in the action as the legislative session resets and the gradual bill introduction process begins all over again. Enjoy the moment, but be prepared to go into action once again in the not-too-distant future. So what most of you don't realize is, if not for our efforts, many, if not all of these anti-gun bills would have passed, and then we would have had to crawl back whatever we could through lawsuits. Yeah. So we saved ourselves time, money, effort, time again, time, time, time where we don't have to fight these because of everybody's combined efforts. And, you know, June is right around the corner. January is almost, almost over. And if the Supreme Court rules that Second Amendment issues need to be uh, judged with strict scrutiny, <coughs> we're in a much better position and New Jersey's in a much worse position. Uh, since New Jersey is in such worse position, Murphy gives his state of the state address. He failed. The legislatures voted not to restore his emergency powers. 
but he still has certain emergency powers enacted. So he talks about, uh, in his State of the State, about how great New Jersey is. Yeah. He, he talks about people moving in to New Jersey. What, the seven people who moved in and the 10,000 who moved out? See, here's the problem with him. There's no media to call him on his lies. No, it's just the way it is. It's whatever he says. They print it. Yasbury Park Press and the and the uh, Star Ledger and NewJersey.com. It's just it's they go and mark, you know. <clears throat> you know, more people are leaving. Seven, seventy percent out, thirty percent in. Yeah. Okay. And he says the moving vans are driving into New Jersey. Yeah, they're empty. <laughs> yeah, they're driving back. <laughs> yeah, United and Hertz they're, they're, and U-Haul, they're bringing the empty vans back in. Yeah, 70% outgoing, 30% ingoing. The only people who are moving into New Jersey are coming from even worse places. <clears throat> delusional. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if, you, if you read his state of the state, yeah. it's, it's, it's literally delusional. And then he's telling us, you know, we all have to be masked again. Meanwhile, his whole family, they go to Costa Rica. His wife gets COVID. They come back. You know, they, everybody, all the elites, again, it's entitlement, right? Yeah. Excuse Look, me. bottom line, everybody is going to get this uh, variant, uh, this Omicron variant, is, is, a, is more contagious than measles and measles was the most contagious thing we knew and this is without a doubt the most contagious respiratory virus the world has ever seen so everyone everyone within the sound of my voice is going to get it mask no mask vaccine no vaccine <coughs> previous infection no previous infection the good news is that the virulence of this is a lot less than Delta, a lot less than Delta. It's not causing as much hospitalization, not causing as much ICU use, not causing as much oxygen use. It's also um, proven that um, with this particular variant, with the, with the S gene drop, the, um, the T cell immunity, the memory T cells, will carry on forward and be very durable. So you will not... You will have immunity both, again, to Omicron and even uh, things like Delta. And there, there's still a little sliver of Delta out there, which is, which is a big problem. What's happening right now is that the hospitals are overwhelmed only because the staff is out. Uh, what's the percentage of your staff out, Ann? Uh, out of 97 employees, a constant 25 to 30% of my staff is out either tested positive, might have tested positive, might have come in contact, might not have come in contact, right. awaiting test results, negative test results. The majority have been either negative or they've had a small, uh, like a cold and a tested positive, and they were back to work within like five to seven days. Right. It's just a rolling thing that's been happening nonstop. Right, and it's going to continue to happen for about the next four weeks. We're going to see it continue to peak, and then uh, based on the data, you know, if you extrapolate the data to the U.S., um, <clears throat> probably somewhere around mid-February, beginning of March, you're going to start to see it start to quell. And then we just look out for new variants. But the, the big issue here in the U.S. is, and it's a wild card, is the fact that we have a lot of comorbid comorbidities here where we did not see that in South Africa or in the U.K. or in... Because or in, in, yeah, they're not as fat as they're us. They're not nearly as fat, yeah. We're, we're the only... 
we're the only country in the world that has an, an industry built around losing weight. We fat. We I want to uh, let, let's let's laugh. Uh, you know, we we always been talking for years about TSA. So TSA listed their top ten catches uh, for twenty twenty one. So of course, wide or just uh, here in Newark? countrywide. Uh, Newark gets. Uh, uh, let me see. We got two of them. Ah. So, so <laughs> number one, bullets hidden in deodorant, Atlantic City. <laughs> Come on. Number two, a Buntline pistol in Newark Liberty Airport. I went on the TSA website to look. It's like a cap and ball re- revolver, Sandy, that's about <laughs> 22 inches long. <laughs> so, this is in Newark? This was in Newark Liberty Airport. They tried to sneak <laughs> it on the plane. You should have just pretended it was a cane. Right, exactly. Or an yeah, umbrella. Or an umbrella. This one. Inches yep, this one in Houston, a meth burrito. What the hell? Yeah, burrito filled with uh, crystal meth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Imagine eating that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, why'd you paint the whole town? Because I had some free time. Yeah, it's a free time. And a toothbrush. Yes, the next one out of Honolulu is a firearm buckle. I saw the picture. It's a North American Arms 22 short. Oh, yeah. In the fi- yeah, they're trying to get that on a plane. This is probably not going to work. <laughs> How about Harrisburg, PA? A cleaver. A cleaver? I saw it. Yeah, a real big cleaver. <laughs> a butcher's cleaver. Hi, oh, yeah, I'm just going to carry this on. Just I should <laughs> be fine. The next one, uh, Florida. Bear spray. I'm talking like a big, like your mother's Aquanet <laughs> thing of bear spray. Remember when you were a kid, us old timers out there, about 14 inches long, 14 inches high? Yeah. Aquanet. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Like in I'm just going to bring that in with me. Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah. Uh, number number four out of Washington, D.C., a machete, like a 22 inch machete. So then uh, number three out of uh, Syracuse, New York, was fireworks. Sandy, it was like 15 pounds of like cherry bombs and M80s. <laughs> I'm just going to bring this on the plane. I don't even have a lighter. <laughs> what could go wrong? What could go wrong with that? So number two out of Sacramento was a wine holder. And I'm like, what, what? why a wine holder? So I look up the picture. It's basically two revolvers welded together that holds a bottle of wine. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so it really wasn't a wine holder. But the number one out of New Orleans, <laughs> somebody tried to go in on a plane with a gas chainsaw. <laughs> in their carry-on or just yeah i'm just, just you know in the plastic case their shoulder <laughs> you know in that plastic case yeah 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 move along nothing to see here yeah yeah i'm just gonna take this with me <coughs> in case i need to cut some cordwood on on the trip imagine you're sitting in your seat and behind you you hear you turn around, a guy's running a chainsaw. <laughs> carving, a, carving a bear out of the front seat, you know. I mean, <laughs> okay. Okay. I want you all to reminisce a little bit. For you old bastards out there, do you remember Olivia Newton-John's song, Let's Get Physical? Yeah. Well, when that song was a hit in 1982... That's the last time inflation was over 7%. <laughs> yeah. That was at the tail end of the Jimmy Carter era. Where inflation was 
fifteen percent yeah. in 1980, 1979, 80, which is where we're heading. Right. So if you want to get physical, think about that seven percent inflation. What people do not realize is just by them shutting pipelines down and stopping our, our our independence with energy, that's driving all of it. Forget about the free money the government's printed. That's that's a huge factor. Right. But when gas goes up 40%, when diesel goes up right. 40%, the price of everything has to go up. My ammo prices went up because it has to be trucked. Right. The subcomponents have train. to be trucked. Our train, or whatever train. it is, yeah. energy affects everything. But these, the crazy left that, you know, that have yachts that have a carbon footprint of 1,000 cars right. and private jets, and they're telling us to wipe our ass with one square of toilet paper... Well, These are the people driving this green initiative. This past Friday, uh, <clears throat> the regulations uh, went into effect that require truck drivers and it, uh, it's to prove uh, proof of vaccination as they cross the border. And it's going to affect probably about 35,000 trucks per day at the yep. southern border and about the same at the northern border. So if you think your shelves are bare now... Couple that with the COVID callouts, and we're headed for Venezuela. Uh, faster than people think. Yeah, absolutely. I went to ShopRite the other day, and I could not believe how sparse the shelves were. Yeah. My wife tried, I said to her, you know, I've been stuck at home, and I, and I said to her, you know, go get a, a whole chicken. I'll make chicken broth, you know. And uh, she could not find, she went to four stores, couldn't find a whole chicken anywhere. And there's apparently a chicken shortage. Yes. Yeah. Save your boots because you can make soup with them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The tongue, if cooked properly, the tongue of like a Timberland boot, if cooked properly, is, is definitely palatable as well. There's like a whole Venezuela and Cuban cookbook. Pretty soon we're going to be eating the banana skins, just like they tell us in Cuba. <laughs> in Cuba. And then they're going to be telling us rat is a great form of protein. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which, which, is, which is coming soon. Uh, and another one, you know, we talk about people uh, bringing stuff to, uh, through the airport. Here's one you probably shouldn't do. Uh, in, in Paramus, New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen, Paramus is in Bergen County. Uh, a Garfield man who pointed a gun at another individual in a road rage incident, which charged today with terroristic threats and weapon possession. And this guy from Garfield, it was a, uh, it was a uh, airsoft gun. But an airsoft gun brandished like that will be treated as a real firearm. Period. Right. All right. That's, that's pretty much how that works. So you can't drive around. You will get killed, too, by the way. All right, so here's this jackass, 51 years old. He's driving around with an airsoft gun, has a road rage incident, and he decides he's going to point it at somebody. You can't really do this. No, no especially in New Jersey. Yeah. You shouldn't do it. You do that in Texas, you're going to get your head blown off. Yeah, the other thing is Ed Green sent me an article, and a few other people uh, sent me this article. By the way, uh, smart guns are finally arriving in the U.S., which we know is going to be a problem for us yeah. uh, because we're going to be forced to offer them for sale. And once they're widely acceptable, that's the only gun we can sell in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, so this company called Lodestar is, is, is selling one. And uh, 
The problem I have is, again, I will reiterate smart guns for the last time for everybody. When our police and military carry them. Yeah, right. Okay? Then I will also, in fact. Consider it. Then then I will consider it as well. Yeah. All right? There's no way. There's no way that I will consider one for myself. Ed Green sent that in as, as well, by the way. Um, and he, he said hello, by the way, Sandy. Everybody's been asking for you. I don't know why you're such a douche. But, uh, <laughs> you sound really, like my wife How now. Sandy? Is he okay? I'm like, F this guy. <laughs> what are you even asking me for, okay? You know, um, Nancy Pelosi, uh, we have uh, Democrats and Republicans now which are saying that we should uh, <laughs> we should not be allowing our politicians to have insider trading. This is all fluff. Nothing will come of it. <laughs> Shit, right? It's the it's same as term politicians' limits. husbands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We won't do it, but our husbands will do it, and our kids exactly. will do it. Kids will do it. Yeah. Jonathan G sent us that. He goes, you know, he took a he took a Utah class with me seventeen years ago. Oh my goodness. Okay, and he loves revolvers just like me. But he wrote, Nancy Pelosi stock info is in. Uh, she made $30 million last year. She made $30 million last year. You think she wants the pandemic to end? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Okay. That she made 70% on her gains and has a net worth of $106 million. Not bad on a teacher's salary. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, and it's the truth. It's been coming out more and more. And, yes, there is bi- bipartisan legislation to get rid of that. Jonathan, but it's never going to happen. No, they're I'll just pandering and right? talking exactly to right. us. Sure. It's the same as they all say they're going to. When I get in term limits, half the politicians <laughs> that say they're only going to run one or two terms, they're like, uh, "Things have changed now. I'm going to run a third term. Yeah, I'm I can do. Run a fourth I can do term. such good now that I'm on many committees and and getting payola from six super or seven packs, super packs, <laughs> <laughs> and dark money, and black money, and green money, and China money. I love your everything idea with else. the jackets, the NASCAR jackets they should wear oh without a doubt all of our politicians should wear a nascar style jacket with all of the donors on it okay like um like uh you know smith and wesson pfizer general motors xinjing you know who xinping xinping or whatever the hell his name is out there the olympics should be a lot of fun so you know everything is backwards now we know this. So the philosophy from these new Soros DAs and prosecutors is we are not going to prosecute crime. We are going to let the criminals back out on the street, and it will lower crime. Of course it does. It's, 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 it's common sense. It's, it's science. Been, it's, it's been science. proven wrong in six major cities that we know of already. <laughs> well, that's new they, York. Haven't, they haven't done it tough enough they haven't let it too, they haven't let enough criminals out that's correct meanwhile under hypocrisy black la residents lack access to guns as the wealthy rush to buy firearms <laughs> amid the crime wave so what's mm. different here what is really different we know that every gun law that is in place right now comes from jim crow we know that and it, nothing's changed and the democrats are the party of slavery have always been still are yes this article they they highlight it maj Teray in it by the way black guns matter which i love maj we're going to be having a black guns matter um event here i can't wait till my gun store opens in a few months so i can have uh so many other things we can talk about but the majority of the rich people in la believe in gun control for everyone except themselves yep. it's such a shock yes yeah, such a shock 
shocker. It's such a shock. We need we need mm-hmm. gun control for the little people. Yep. Right away. That's right. So here's the deal. There was another article that came out, Sandy. Uh, this was in the NRA's America First Freedom uh, by a researcher by David Burnett. Researcher admits Massachusetts severe gun control laws are not stopping crime. <laughs> Massachusetts is a researcher to prove that, right? This sounds familiar <laughs> to New Jersey. The, they can't believe that requiring ID cards, magazine capacity limits, and bans on certain types of ARs, accessories, and background checks and private sales are not lowering crime. <laughs> because MS-13 lines up at the police station to fill out applications I'm, to get their p- 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 pistol purchase permits. Imagine that. You know, we just had a judge uh, in the Midwest that raped a 16-year-old girl. Uh, a guy raped a 16-year-old girl, and he was facing... You there? Yep. guy raped a 16-year-old girl, and he was <clears throat> facing minimum mandatory four years in prison, and the judge gave him 148 days time served and released him, and in his diatribe at the end, basically blamed the woman for asking for it. Oh, well, you know... Yeah, start. Ju- I'd like to rape the judge. Dressed, you know, maybe she was dressed provocatively. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to. I'd like to rape the judge if I had a chance. Oh, That'll yeah. get me banned on a lot of platforms. <laughs> yeah. and the judge was male, by the way. Yep. Okay. I wouldn't do it. I would have trained the tack dogs do it. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Or they a do that in Russia and Turkey, by the way. Ooh, a gorilla. <laughs> um. Uh, so meet it, Bobo. Me, yes, he's your <laughs> new friend. What's 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 the mayor of Chicago's name? Beetlejuice or whatever her name is. Is it Lightfoot? Lightfoot? Yeah, Lightfoot met with a uh, a high end retailer in Chicago yesterday to have a meeting, and she basically blamed him for being responsible for the smash and grabs to his businesses. Oh. And the meeting ended abruptly with her getting up and calling him an asshole and walking out. Oh well, that's a good may- mayoral uh, move, I guess. Yeah. Correct. Correct. This is Me- what we elect. Meanwhile, nearly 100 murder suspects free on home confinement in Chicago because of COVID. <laughs> because we wouldn't want to be <coughs> catching a cold. I guess. There's over 2,600 inmates were released under home confinement due to the COVID and They're spread. all staying home, of course. <laughs> over 100 of them are on home monitoring are charged with murder. Oh, well, you know. 852 for illegal gun possession while committing a felony. And they're watching Netflix. They're out. Yeah. Walking amongst us. Sure. This is going to lower crime. What don't you get about this? <laughs> so you've all heard about Bragg, the new uh, district attorney in, uh, in Manhattan. He just had a guy. This is a great story because you're going to be reading tons of these because this is his pro- proposal to lower crime. A wanted ex-con stole more than $2,000 worth of merchandise by threatening a drugstore worker with a knife, yet had his armed, char- armed robbery charges downgraded under the new progressive policies. The move followed a similar case featured on the front page of Sunday's Post in which prosecutors reduced the felony robbery charge to a misdemeanor, petty larceny, as per the marching orders of D.A. Alvin Bragg. Violent criminals now have carte blanche to reoffend, knowing full well they will never again sniff the inside of a jail cell. Okay, here's when Roland left the store in 100 Delancey without paying, a female manager confronted him 
and, and saw he was brandishing a pocket knife. He said, F you, and stuck the knife in her face and said, I'm taking everything. Hmm. He stole $2,200 worth of stuff, okay? He returned to the store 530 and robbed it a second time. Sure, so he's just shopping there anytime yeah. he wants. Well, he okay? couldn't carry anymore. Correct. The so the police guy. came. And the cops charged him possession of heroin, and they charged him with felony possession of a weapon and brandishing a weapon. And the DA knocked everything down to misdemeanors, released him on his own recognizance, and he's out on the streets again. Oh, great. <coughs> so the, what happens is, so when they downgraded the charges, the arresting officer refused to sign the complaint. Oh, that's great. So he wouldn't sign the complaint until information was added that this was under the guidance of District Attorney Bragg's orders. Okay? <clears throat> so the, uh, some of the cops are like, well, I'm not doing this shit. Right. Well, you know, this is the only way I think this is going to get solved. You know, when, when you take a look at what's going on with the, the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, defund the police, all these things coming together, the, the solution is going to be ground... Uh, a ground game <clears throat> where we do local for everything. We count on one another. Like you've got the the quarantine crawl. Do business with each other. Do business locally. Go patronize your farmer's market. Get rid of Coca-Cola, who is uh, all for these uh, what, what ESR scores. You know, and, and, and do bank, do your banking with a local town bank instead of Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and all these big banks that, yep. that are just leading us to, into slaughter. Sandy, I, I could not agree more. Uh, that's what I do every single every day. Every day. So yep. listen, up in Tawako is uh, this guy, uh, 900 Degrees Pizza, John. Uh, John C. comes in one day, and I said to him, I said, yo, you come in this place empty-handed? And he's like, what do you mean? I said, come on, bro. I, I, I've been what a friggin' place. pizzeria. Come on. What the <laughs> then, hell? The next day, he comes in with a stack. Oh, that's great. So Saturday night, I message him. Hey, John, I don't know if you're busy tonight, but can five of us get in? He texts me back. He goes, no problem. So they don't take reservations. Right. I get up there. Uh, 900 Degrees Pizza in, in, in Tawako, actually Montville. It's right next to Rail Steakhouse. We go in, and there's a reserved sign at the table. Sit down. His server, Leanne, comes out. Now, our experience, we were there two and a half hours. We didn't get anything for free, but we were treated wonderfully because gun people are the best people. When I tell you, Sandy, do you like a little spicy? Yeah. He makes a pie called 900-degree pizza. It's got uh, hot pepper, like chili oil on it, yeah. and mozzarella, marinara sauce, and uh, hot superisad, and a little bit of honey to cut it. Oh. And his pizza oven's from Italy, Neapolitan-style 900-degree pizza. The pizza's basically in for a minute. Yep. When I tell you, deadly. Salad was deadly. Meatballs were deadly. We had shrimp beeps, which is shrimp, spicy shrimp in a marinara sauce. The five of us, phenomenal. Again, nothing for free, just a little VIP treatment, right? Food was phenomenal. I'm, I'll never go to a big box store. I only keep no. it in the family. And he's on the quarantine crawl now. So I asked him if he wanted to be on. He said yes. Boom. Put him on. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yes. 
<clears throat> Sandy, I got a couple of emails uh, regards to. Uh, remember, I said last week I wanted input on electric cars being stuck for twenty seven hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course, Jules had a stick one. Of course, he goes, Aunt, you and Sandy talked about electric cars and government making moves to herd the masses away from rural and suburban areas back to the cities for better control. I wonder if any of these morons with electric cars realize that these cars are programmable. That means if the controllers of the universe don't want them to travel, they are not going anywhere. Jules, yep. well, that's com- that's going to be coming for all cars. Yep, absolutely. Actually, because yeah. newer cars now they're doing the drive-by wire. My my BMW does the same thing. Like where you, I can just take my hand off and it'll follow the road and it'll steer jewels so you know we're a little bit of dinosaurs but i did get positive uh from uh, jeff dorman he wrote hi anthony happy new year i always listen to the show and last week was interesting i have a tesla and i can tell you that you are just fine in the cold weather if you're ever stuck like those poor bastards down in virginia Teslas are amazingly efficient and actually very similar in performance to an internal combustion-powered vehicle. As to cold weather support and duration, especially the newer models, they generate heat from a revolutionary and super-efficient heat pump device. Cool. It is patented and really changed the game for cold weather endurance. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to give you more answers. Shoot me your questions or give me a call anytime. Thanks, friend. Have a great day. And he also sent me a YouTube video, which I watched. It's basically like a little uh, heat-generating coil with a fan. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, so again, it seems like you could make it the whole 27 hours. But again, by reading my book and being prepared, you should not be going out with a 5% charge on your battery. Right, yeah, exactly. Right, especially if you're a commuter. Listen, if you were passing through... If you were driving from Massachusetts down to D.C. and you got stuck in that and you only had 10% battery because you figured once you get to your hotel or final destination, I can understand that. But if you're a commuter in the D.C. Beltway area, you, sh- you should be charging your shit every night. You should never be saying, you know, uh, I'll charge it tomorrow or something because see how quickly something like that can happen? Yeah, Could you right. imagine sitting out there 27 hours and watching your battery? All of a sudden, you're freezing your ass off and it goes down to zero. Yeah, exactly. Now you're not only freezing your ass off, but your car ain't moving. Yeah, exactly right. Well, while the ice and snow pile up. And they're waiting, waiting for the sandwiches to come by from the, uh, what was that, the Red Cross? Yeah. You're, we're done here. Yeah, we'll be back. There is a basic truth about the media. Who sponsors the news controls the news. Pfizer, CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. So where do you get your news? With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. 
I'm going to do some housekeeping, and then the learning segment is phenomenal today with alarms and uh, cameras. I got so much ah, great cool. input from people. Do not forget Marty's V-Burger, martysvburger.com, 20% off. If you mention Gun for Hire, pick up at Freakin' Vegans uh, in Prospect Park on Freakin' Fridays. You can order it ahead of time. <coughs> Sorry about that. Don't forget Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino is available on Amazon and the Gun for Hire range. Evan Knappen's Gun Lawyer podcast, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. We already talked about Quarantine Crawl. We talked about my book. We're going to talk more about that later. Uh, don't forget Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club. Lakeis.org is down in Carteret, New Jersey. They need your support. They need donations. They need memberships. You know, Sandy, we talked about Dr. Joe Sabatero and uh, having concierge uh, medicine. Mm -hmm. um, and I got this email from George Y. Hi, Anthony. Dr. Joe was at our house this morning for a baseline physical exam of both myself and my wife, Linda. We learned of Dr. Joe from your show, and then I met him at Gun for Hire for a meet and greet before signing up for services. We have since been communicating through text messages and emails for various small things, and today was our first real comprehensive doctor's visit with him. Wow, the man is wonderful and an excellent doctor. Scheduling with him was easy, and he arrived at our house on time. Every other doctor I have had before always overbooked and had all his patients sit in the waiting room for up to an hour or more. That's the difference. Were... Yes. Not so with Dr. Joe. He spent an hour with us, and he would have stayed even longer should the situation require. He is very personable and smart and truly cares about the health of his patients. He is closely monitoring a diagnosis of mine, and I have no doubt that my care is in the right hands. The fact that our two dogs accepted him in our house also <laughs> sealed the deal. He is now our new family doctor. Concierge medicine is without a doubt the best choice for us, and I have to thank you for introducing us to Dr. Joe. We feel confident in his care and are glad to be part of his very small group of patients. Boom! George White and Linda and, and Mike. And I think the other kid's name is John. I always forget. I'm kidding. He's my favorite, John, by the way. By the way, John and George will be shooting in the 22 leagues and the Glock Shooting Sports Foundation matches. Nice. But, yes, so if you need Dr. Joe, and you will need Dr. Joe, it's OptimalHealthWellnessNJ.com. Dr. Joe Sambatero. Tell him Gun for Hire sent you. I'm telling you, for a few bucks a month, you have access to a doctor 24-7. Right. You will never go back. No, you, there's no need to go no, back no. ever again. No. There's no doc. I need something. Boom, he's right, right there for me. Right. All right. Uh, Peace so. of mind alone is is worth that. Try getting your doctor on the phone at yeah. uh, two o'clock in the morning and see what happens. Correct the moon. I, I can't even get my subspecialists on the phone at all, when, especially when I need them. Yep. Yep. So Dr. Joe is definitely rocking on. Remember, the goal is 250 patients, not 2,500. Right. Huge difference, 250 patients. So <clears throat> we're gonna, I'm going to read a letter by Lou Maffey, and I'm also going to read some excerpts from my book. But let's go into Lou. And uh, he always sends a lot of input, by the way. He goes, Aunt, I listened to the show on Sunday. Concerning home security systems, I agree with you. I personally prefer a hardwired system, and that is what I installed in my home. He goes, I went overboard on every window in my house is wired top and bottom, along with the interior glass break detectors and passive infrared detectors. Well, I'm going to tell you something. 
the difference between a okay alarm, like whatever those simply ones you just plug in or whatever, and a good one, yeah. can be a couple of thousand dollars. One break-in in your house without you home <laughs> yeah. is right. going to be a lot more than a couple of thousand dollars. You betcha. Just one the damages. Break, one break-in in your house when someone you love or yourself or your family is home is going to have an emotional expense attached to it that you just can't put a dollar figure on. You're, you bet. So I like to be able to go to sleep at night knowing that my perimeter alarm and cameras and, and infrared and glass breaks and everything are set, and I feel much better about that. You know, it's funny. We're doing this show. I woke up 6.30 this morning. And the dog is barking in the front bedroom, and I open my phone and I look at the cameras, and I see a FedEx truck parked in front of my house. Uh-huh. And I shut the camera back off, all right, because now I, I don't even have to get up and go look. Right, right. Because I got it that way. So Lou continues, also, I put my phone lines in heavy wall conduit coming into my house so that no one can tamper with or cut them. A lot of people, Lou, don't have uh, lines anymore. But my my uh, my my whew, my alarm system in my house has a radio transmitter and also a battery backup. So even if there's no power or no Wi-Fi in the house, it still goes, if yeah. brake fire detector or smoke or, or alarm goes off, it's going to be able to send the message out. They call it a radio. I don't know why, but that's that's what they call it. He wrote, and this is important: having being a victim of break-in years before, I do not want to give anyone that opportunity ever again. I've been broken into too, Lou, and it's not a good feeling. If you don't know that feeling, if your car's ever been stolen, you come out and look at the empty spot. Guys, you know that feeling when you reach back and your wallet's not there? You're yeah. going to have that feeling for about four months straight. Yeah, at least. With no break. Yeah, right. He wrote, years later, an installer friend of mine, another nut named Anthony... <laughs> Gave me some water sensors to add to my home system. I told you I have three water system uh, sensors in my house. The cheapest things ever. <coughs> Sandy, they plug into an outlet, and the wire hangs down, and it's just two prongs. It looks like a plug. Wow. And it sits on the floor. But if you get water, it completes the circuit between the two prongs. Oh, yeah, okay. And then it sends a signal that there's a water leak in the house. And what it does for me is it shuts my water main off. Oh, that's great. Yeah. He wrote, I eventually installed them by my water meter and another behind my clothes washer. And three months later, the clothes washer sensor triggered an alarm. I checked, didn't see anything, and reset it. The next day, it alarmed again, so I pulled the clothes dryer away from the wall to find a very small puddle of water. It turned out that one of the washer hoses had sprung a small leak. This potentially saved me from thousands of dollars oh, in damages. Yeah. Yep, because if the hose it had let loose and it flooded my downstairs family room and office, which and they always it always breaks when you're not home, Lou. Always, always does. Always. We're does. going away for a long weekend. You come home. Why is everything floating in the basement? Right. Exactly. <clears throat> so he wrote. He also wrote. I am not an expert, but before I changed careers and went into IT network security. I installed security and fire alarms. Hmm, you're good to have around. I started with residential and then worked for a company that designed and installed fire alarm and security systems for commercial, industrial, government, and military situations. As a former installer, I've seen both really good and really shitty work. I've also seen a lot of damage after the fact when we were called to install a system after a break-in or a fire. Any installer can tell you the same. Technology has changed incredibly over the past 25 years. We went from foiled windows. Remember foiled windows, yeah, Sandy? Yeah. The foil around? Yeah. Wired screens. Remember wired screens? Yeah. Do you remember basement windows had the, uh, um, like, a, a, 
a bar that expanded like a pogo stick. Right, right. And right. you pushed it all closed in front of a basement window. So yeah. if somebody opened the window, it pushed it away and completed the circuit. Uh, so he talks about that. Let me see. Um, and we went from IP and wireless and equipment prices have dropped so that everyone can afford one now. So he wrote my personal opinion, and this is in my book as well, is that you are better off using a small security company that has a good reputation. Ask around and try to avoid uh, big box security companies who want to sell you a cheap or free bare bone system, <coughs> Sloman Shield, and then charge <laughs> you both high monthly fees for monitoring. Yep. I have heard good things about SMS and seen their work. It is very good. That's my buddy Scott. My good friend Steve used them. Rich was the installer. Rich was my installer, too, to install a system in his house. Burglar fire, temperature, and water, cameras, and locks, and he raves about them. That says a lot, as Steve is an old Belleville guy, so he's a pain in the ass and hard to please. I used SMS, too. They're in Caldwell. Scott is the owner. Disclaimer, Scott Sims is, uh, is a, uh, Scott Sims. Scott's a, um, Scott is a member of the range as well. Wired sensors aren't always feasible because it may not be possible to pull a particular opening behind a certain wall, and modern-day wireless sensors are very reliable, but just remember that if you use wireless sensors, you will need to change the batteries periodically. Not everyone has the luxury of running wires to every door and window like I did. Most of the walls were open when I installed my wiring because I was doing whole house renovations anyway. So, to the point. Regardless of what you decide, make sure that the alarm panel is installed in a protected area of your house. Placement is critical. Do not let the installer put it in plain sight of a basement or garage window where a thief can break the window and gain entry only to tear it off the wall and render it useless. I have seen this happen plenty of times. Garage doors and hidden openings and windows, especially in the garage basement or the back of the home, should be protected. This is critical. Thieves are smart and resourceful. Make sure your system is monitored so that you can notify someone if it alarms. Cellular transmitters are widely used now and inexpensive. That's what I have, a cellular transmitter. In the IT field, we use layered security, several types of systems to give multiple layers of protection. Back up your hardwired system with a ring-type doorbell and some small wireless cameras. I have a ring and several other cameras, Blink, covering the area, sides, and back of my home. And while these cameras aren't perfect, they serve their purpose and provide a backup set of eyes and ears. They are inexpensive. Sorry for the e long email, but this has been a passion of mine for a long time. Long email. Lou, I need more people like you. We need more people to do what you're doing to your house and looking at and assess it. I'm big on using small installers. I'm biz big on using generic uh, security camera stickers. I'm big on using generic uh, alarm camera stickers on houses. We want to uh, notify people. Remember now, alarm companies, they usually program a back door into a code. So if you forget your passcode or something, they can come in and reset it. Well, a lot of times alarm installers become criminals. Yeah, right. Six months, six years later, yeah. they can go back to houses they installed the alarm in, and they know what a backdoor code is. So things, things you have to be careful, all right? So let's talk a little bit about my book. In my book, I wrote, if you have an alarm system and the main point of entry is the front door, there's a good chance you'll have a 45-second delay on the alarm. After the 45-second delay, the alarm company receives a signal. What's going to happen is the alarm company will call your house to see if it was a false alarm or not. In some cases, if a secondary or territory number is listed, they will call those numbers too. 
if no one answers or someone does an alternate number and they indicate no one is supposed to be home, they're going to dispatch the police. The average police time response is 11 minutes. So you've just given the burglar a nice six or seven minute window to come in and ransack your house. <coughs> if if our children or teenage children are standing behind the door and they don't respond, they're going to be standing there when the bad guy breaks in. We talk about this. When I was a kid, remember our parents said, don't answer the door? Yeah, right. Well, we know today your kids should announce, my dad's in the living room. Or my dad's on the phone. He doesn't want to be bothered. Come back another time. We don't want, the, we don't want them to pull a crowbar out and smash open a door and come and rob us. Okay. Right. And if the person doesn't leave or it looks fishy, that's when you can... You know, you can call uh, the police. Always call 911 before you call any friends or any family. I have my house set up. It's hardwired. There is some wireless stuff. I have hardwired cameras, and I also have Nest cameras, uh, and I also have uh, a Ring doorbell. I don't even know what it is. I think it's a Ring. Uh, or it might be a Nest. I'm not sure. But it, all of this is important. Layers, suspenders, and a belt. Uh, good house lighting outside. If you own a house... You should have good house lighting. You should have stuff on timers or photo uh, electric eyes so they go on and off dust to dawn. Uh, we should have low planted plants all around the house uh, so no one can hide behind them. We also talk about, and this was in Refuse to be a Victim by the NRA, uh, defensive shrubbery. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, uh, holly bushes yep. or thorny rose bushes or something around the house. You know, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, it prevents someone from hiding back there. Number two, if they leave in a, in a rush, they're going to leave some DNA behind. You betcha. A piece of their jacket, a piece of their skin, their clothing. Believe me, it happens more so than not. So you want to look at your house and say, okay, what do I have to do here? You know, kids are a problem because they're going to, uh, they're going to want to keep their windows open or, or not follow the plan. You're going to have to teach them. Now, I have a keypad in my master bedroom. If your house is not that big, you don't need it. But why do I have a keypad in my master bedroom? So when I was young, younger and I had stepkids in the house, I had every door and window chime. So if the kids came home 11 o'clock at night, I could hear the chime, and I'd see it on the front door. I would see it on the keypad that it was the front door that chimed open, and then I'd know everybody was home, and I would set the perimeter alarm from the bedroom. If the alarm goes off at 3 o'clock in the morning, if you have an old-school alarm, you can look at that keypad, and you can see where the breach was. Was it a basement window? Was it the attic, et cetera, et cetera, right? right. Uh, now, I'm fortunate with SMS. I have... Um, Alarm.com, and I can look right on my phone to see where the breach was. So I can be in any room. But I also have the keypad in my, in my bedroom. And again, I like having the keypad in my bedroom. When I had a bigger house in, um, in Whippany, I had a keypad in my garage, front door, back door, and master bedroom. At the time when the installer was installing, it was like, it's, like, it's $125 to install each keypad. I'm like, okay, good, I'll take it. You know, well, well worth the money spent right? Exactly. in, in the scheme of things. <clears throat> exactly. Rem remember now uh, to have an ambush code for your alarm system. So let's say your alarm system, the code is 1234 to come into your house. You should tell your alarm company, your central station, that I want to program an ambush code. So your ambush code might be the backwards of your code. Instead of 1234, 4321, right? So if you went to open your door and someone put a gun or a knife to your head or throat and said, shut the alarm off and get in the house, 
you would put 4321. It would shut the alarm off and signal search central station that it's an ambush code. They will not call the house, but they will dispatch the police to the house. That's great. Yeah, jewelers have had that forever, Sandy. Okay, uh, businesses and jewelers have had ambush codes forever. Again, there is nothing sissy about having panic buttons throughout the house, especially as we get older. When I had the large house in Whippany, I had one that was on a keychain that I really never used, and I had two other panic buttons stationed around the house where the family spent most of the time. So imagine you're in your living room and someone breaks into your house. Right, or someone's trying to break into the front door. All you have to do is reach over and press that panic button. It sets your alarm off, it notifies Central Station, and your siren goes off on your house. No different than sleeping at night with your car keys next to your bed so that if someone is breaking in your house or you sense something, you could hit the panic on your alarm fob of your car. Either your car is in the garage or in front of your house and the alarm is going off and the lights are flashing. That will scare the shit out of somebody. <coughs> the other thing is if the police dispatch to the scene, it will be much easier to find your house if they're looking for the one with the car in the driveway with the lights flashing and the alarm going off yeah. or the car in the front of your house. I think we all could agree to that, right? Yep. It's little things like this. Having a good deadbolt, having a good um, uh, peephole and having it covered. Make sure yourself and your neighbors, if there's extension ladders outside, they're locked up so thieves can't use them. If you're going to have a window air conditioner anywhere in your house, make sure that window air conditioner is affixed properly. How many people do we know yeah. will slide a window air conditioner in and put two of those little wood yeah, screws tiny in? little screws. <laughs> <coughs> right? And close the window. Yeah, right. Exactly. And push, all they do is push that window air conditioner into the floor, Sandy, and come right into your house. There is so many ways. Protecting your conduit, uh, your lines and conduit, like Lou said, is very good, especially if you still have an old hardwired phone. Uh, where I live now, I don't have a hardwired phone. Uh, where I used to live, I had one. And it was, in fact, in conduit. There's just so many little things you can do. Again, uh, the cameras are so cheap today. Put a camera outside the side of your house that's facing where your meter is and where your HVAC and panels is could prevent someone from tampering and shutting the power off on your house. Yeah. Just, just little things like that. Uh, again, if an amateur thief walks up to your house and sees you have signs and a ring camera and signs that this house is under 24-hour surveillance. See, we're, we're, still, we're old. We don't realize we're being monitored 24-7. Do you realize you're being monitored 24-7 yet, Sandy, or no? No, not, no you don't because it's, just, it, it's become uh, invisible at this point. But we're in our 60s. We don't assume we're being monitored. Yeah. Kids that are in their 20s today, they know they're being monitored 24-7. Yeah. They grew up under this environment where everybody has cameras, everybody has phones that can videotape. They're pretty cautious today. That's why kids, bad actors, you'll see, always have that hoodie pulled way up over yep. their head yep. so you can't make out what their face is. Yep. Okay, young, we wouldn't do that when we were younger, when no. we were involved in mischief and stuff like that. Not that because we ever were. No, mm. but not only that, but the cameras back then, the quality was so was poor. So shit, yeah. It was a gray guy who. <laughs> we could have held our name up on oh, a piece yeah. of cardboard with a black oh, marker. You're, you're absolutely right. Name and address. Uh, <laughs> 
and and the camera wouldn't have got it but cameras today holy shit the definition the hd cameras ethernet cameras and the price has come down and oh, memory yeah. and cloud storage has yeah, come down so much you know Listen, I slipped on the ice. I went back and played it on my camera. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, look at that. I was like, oh, my God. I don't want anybody to see that. But, Lou, your input was inval invaluable. And, and everybody needs to know this. you got to read my book. You know, we talk crime proof. Think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. Visualization and mindset is so damn important. Yeah. But you really, really want importance. Having an alarm system, having cameras, having a plan, making sure you set Making sure you set that alarm at night. People forget that. So if you're the sheep herder in the house and your you know, uh, 21-year-old son comes home, then the alarm should be set. Okay, I always talk about, remember the uh, years and years ago, a girl in Randolph, she left her parents' house in the middle of the night and she went to the next-door neighbor's house and the two brothers were there and the one tried to have sex with her and she resisted and they killed her and they hacked her up and they put her in a trunk and they dumped her body. Do you remember that? I don't. She slipped out, we covered that on the radio show. That happened about 10 years ago. She slipped out of the house in the middle of the night. Well, if you have an alarm system set up and you have chimes that go off when doors and windows are open, there's a good chance you would have been woken up. She couldn't have slipped out of the house. Right, right. When I had that in my house in Whippany, only the master code could turn those chimes on and off. Right, yeah. yeah. So my yeah. kids couldn't type the keypad at 1 o'clock in the morning and slip out of the house. So every time somebody opened a garage door or window or whatever, the chime would go off and the keypad would say what it was. She slipped out the front door. <clears throat> and the parents were sleeping and they didn't realize she was missing until they woke up in the morning and to get her ready for school. And she, and she was gone already. So uh, this is something really important, you know, um, that uh, that we need to address. And again, the technology, the same as Lou says, it's so cheap today and it gets better and better. You know, I see all of this simply safe and stuff where you just plug one thing in and it's a listen, it's better than nothing. Yeah. If you live in a 500 square foot apartment or apartment yeah. in a city or right. something, anything is better than nothing. Yeah. Anything is better than nothing, but, and especially if you don't own it, you don't want to make a huge capital investment, I get that 100%. But you have to really look at it and say, all right, what is my family's safety, health, and well-being? What is it worth? We just spent $5,000 on this OLED 60-inch TV, and I'm hemming and hawing whether I should have $2,000 alarm system installed in my house. Right. We have to think about our priorities because if you haven't felt that violation ever in your life, it's not a pretty thing. I don't wish it upon anybody. When you come home, Sandy, remember when you came home? How did your stomach feel when you came home and you saw your house taken apart like that? It was unbelievable. And my wife walked in right in the middle of it, too. Imagine what could have happened oh, yeah. in a situation Absolutely like that. Absolutely horrible, yeah. Right. Had she not had the you know, wherewithal to think about it and bolt out the front door, which wasn't there anymore, um, and run down to the end of the driveway, uh, you know, out by the, out by the main road, uh, and call 911. And even then, you know, we've talked about it. She didn't know whether to dial zero or 911, right? And remember her hands, it was cold outside. Her yeah. hands were tremoring. She was, couldn't dial 911. Yeah, it was February, middle of yep. February. It was like 10 degrees outside. We were at the outdoor show. Yes, we were. In Edison. Yep. 
When, when, when she well, got the call. We were doing the outdoor show in Raritan or Edison, whatever the hell that is yeah, down there. Yeah, Raritan Center, I think it was. Yep. Uh, and uh, she, we got that call. But her, she was trembling so much, she couldn't, she couldn't handle it. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, it, yeah. Listen, it happens. Yeah, and she, was never, she never felt safe in her home ever since. I mean, to this day. Uh, you know, we've got all our sliders, uh, our, our, you know, have bars on them. And, you know, it's just, and we live literally, literally in the middle of nowhere. It, yeah, no. that's a perfect place for me to do something. Exactly right. Yeah, we did, at the time we had no neighbors. We have we have neighbors now, but at the time and, we had no and please, people that are listening, please stop leaving your keys in the car. Oh. Uh, all I all I read, especially in Bergen County, yeah, every day, like Paramus. What the hell's with you, people? So so many new cars today. Like I said, if you walk away from the car, the alarm sets automatically. Yeah, and a, a lot of cars, the windows, the mirrors flip in. That's what mine do. Right. So these young kids, they ride by, they see a Porsche sitting in the driveway and the mirrors are out. So one kid will get out and go open the car door. If it's unlocked, he gets in the car, he puts his foot on the brake, he presses the start button. Yeah. Because there's a good chance the key's in it. Right, right. People that are sharing cars. My wife just used a car or I used a car and she left the key in it or whatever. People are leaving the key in it. They're just driving the fuck away. Right. With your car. Right. Because you left your key in it. Stop doing it. Take your key out of the car, press the clicker, program your car that the mirrors fold in if it has that option. It will prevent the bad guy from even pulling into your driveway. Right. If they ride by and see your mirrors flipped in, they will not pull into your driveway. They will not walk down to your garage doors. It will limit the exposure to the bad guys you have coming into your house and onto your property. Right. I can't stress this enough. Educate your friend, your family. Oh, we live in a nice neighborhood. I can leave the keys in it. Oh, yeah, because if you and I were going to go steal high-end car, Cindy, we're going to drive <laughs> downtown going Main to Street, hood. Patterson. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> we're going to Park Ridge. We're going to Ridgewood. We're going to Woodcliffe Lake. That's right. We're coming to take your stuff. Right. You, you, people you think got better shit than we did. <laughs> correct. You think you're privileged and entitled. We're going to take that Bentley right out of your garage door, right out of your driveway, you idiots. Please, people, oh, my God, leave their purse on the front seat with the key to the car in it. And a bad guy goes and gets in a car, presses it, and pulls away. I just you know ran how into much the shit? For a minute. Yeah. Do you know how much shit you have to deal with renewing all of your stuff, oh, especially God. now with COVID guidelines? Oh, forget it. Do you realize what you yeah, what you have it. to go through? Yeah. How forget the feeling of violation? How much time of your life will be crushed from you because you have to go through this whole process again? Forget it, ladies and gentlemen. Forget it. Sandy, how much time do we have left? We've got about three minutes. All right, a couple of things that I want to cover. So, uh, everybody knows the new ranges are open. We have literally no wait anymore. If any of you old-timers that used to come in on Saturdays and Sundays where we used to have excessive waits, we went from 19 ports to 44 ports. We don't have any waits anymore. We have 15 ports, 25-yard, members only. Members only, all right? Then we have six ports, 50 yards, members only. 13 ports, 25 yards for uh, non-members and renters. And then we have 10 ports, 25 yards, that we're using for overflow, training, classes, and now leagues. So what's going to happen is, starting in January and February, go to gunforhire.com forward slash Glock for the Glock Shooting Sports Foundation leagues that are starting here. You can only use a Glock. It's a Glock league. 
I think we I think we covered that last week. Yes. Gunforhire.com forward slash 2222 for our 22 league. Sorry you can't bring your own gun and take the red dot off or use a different gun. We're supplying the 12 guns uh, for the 10, 10 ports. You can come in and shoot that league. Um, we also uh, have a gun store opening within the next two or three months. It's going to be the gun store at Gun for Hire, 2,200 square foot, multi-line dealer. Dealer. We're going to have ammo deals, buyer's club, safes, all kinds of stuff. You're going to see uh, we're going to be do Cerakoting and everything in the range, designing. And, uh, you know, we have over 150 parking spaces right now. We're right off the highway. We're 15 miles from New York City. Support those who support you. It's the dead of the winter. It's cold outside. Get your arses here. Uh, my instructor, uh, my director of training, Tony Arena, the next long-range pistol shoot, uh, rifle shoot is uh, Urban Precision Rifle is April 15th and 16th. We are now doing Utah and Florida Carry Road Show out of Cherry Ridge. We are also doing the Utah and um, uh, and Carry Roadshow here at Gun for Hire. The dates are online. Urban Pistol 1, Urban Pistol 2, 3, Holster Draw, CPR and Stop the Bleed is this January. And we have Tony's newest classes, Drawing from Concealment. We have a class January 22nd. We also have the new Urban Red Dot class. Our revolver class will be coming back again soon. I'd like to see your ass get well, Sandy, and I'd like to see you coming out and uh, taking that class uh, sooner than later, to be honest with you. Hopefully I'll get rid of this Barry White voice uh, shortly, and uh, I, I think that'll be... Uh, I think that'll be good for us. Sandy, tell everybody about your VHS, please, brother. We are raising money for disabled veterans and veterans in desperate need of memory care and their families. Uh, you can help us and join Mark Sanchez, you psychopath again, $100. Love you, Mark. You're great. Uh, Nilo Hagen, $100 donation. You can join these guys uh, with 5 bucks, 10 bucks, anything you've got. You can go to GoFundMe.com, search for VHS Victor Hotel Sierra of Ocean County. We are partnering with them to deliver the care to these much-needed veterans. Uh, please, anything that you can do. We're trying to raise about 5000 bucks between now and the end of February uh, when they're going to need the funds desperately. Well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly <coughs> good hour listening to Gun For Hire Radio. Gun For Hire Radio is a counter community production. The music used in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, uh, think like a criminal and beat them at their own game on sale right now. You should be getting it. Um, we love you guys. We will see you again next week. Yeah. Yeah.